G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. These days as a parent, there are some new challenges in raising children that were not there just a few years ago. Children's books may not be as innocent as they always were. New characters, they're appearing in children's books that fit with the prevailing gender-fluid narrative that came with the deconstruction of family and marriage just a couple of years ago. So rather than just pointing out the problems, our special guest today has decided to do something significant to support parents telling their children the truth about families and relationships according to a biblical foundation. Wendy Francis is the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. She also leads the Centre for Human Dignity. And now she can add a new feather to her cap as a children's author. And her book is called What Little Girls and Boys Are Made Of. Wendy Francis. A special welcome along. Thank you so much, and thank you for your patience, everybody. <laughs> when when it rains in Queensland, we get pretty excited, and the roads were a parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway. this sometimes happens, and I'm sure listeners were not too concerned I having had some it. great songs to listen yes. into. Your your wonderful staff kept on saying, "Just be, just keep safe. Don't don't stress," because I was getting a bit stressed. But it's uh, good to be with you. You can take a deep breath. Uh, we're not you. stressed at all. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about your book, What Little Girls and Boys Are Made yep. Of. I always remember that little, uh, uh, that little, I don't know what do you call it, uh, you know, what are little girls made of? Yes. Sugar and spice and all, all things, things nice. nice. What are little boys made <laughs> of? Uh, slime and snails? I've, there's a couple of different Something, ways. Slime yes. and snails and puppy dogs' tails. Yes. <laughs> so I haven't used that in the book, but, um, my, my, th- my concern has been, um, with, like, back in 2010, safe schools. Arrived on our doorstep, and and I mean the the title sounds good, but we very quickly realised that this what was introduced as an anti bullying program had very little about bullying in it, but rather it was a very um, heavy focus on the ideology of gender theory, and particularly being gender fluid. Um, so this was a new phenomenon that was 2010, 2015 came around and we started getting children's books um, named like the Gender Fairy. And the Gender Fairy was telling four-year-olds that they could choose whether they wanted to be a boy or a girl. Now this was to four-year-olds and at the time in 2015, two of my grandsons were four and this book was aimed at four-year-olds and and I, I felt very angry I felt angry that they would be faced with something being read to them in their preschool um, that told them that they could actually choose to change their gender, which is actually completely scientific gobbledygook. So um, even science-wise, this is just not. So I, that, that's when the seed sort of planted in my brain, but I think I just thought, look, I'm such a normal nobody sort of person. How can I think to write a book? But I spoke to a friend who's a publisher, Connor Court, and they said, do it. Um, 
And so it's been a bit of a project of mine that I've done just on the side. And yeah, now we've got them. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. When you write a children's book, it's one thing to write the narrative. Mm. It's another thing to have it nicely illustrated. Mm. And uh, as you've brought a couple of your books in for me to have a look at today, uh, illustrations are very beautifully illustrated. Mm. And uh, any special thoughts on the illustration? So a young girl, Emily, is a friend of ours, and she was the one who said, look, I'd love to do some illustrations. So she she did she had the half sort of drawn, half picture sort of ones. She's used pictures, but then she's also done some drawings. And I do think they're really beautiful. One of the things about the illustrations is that none of them are stereotypical. So we don't have little girls just playing with dolls, although that is certainly part of the book um, because I think little girls naturally play with dolls because they can grow up and be a mother. So I think there's something innate in little girls wanting to play with dolls. Uh, but that, but I, I, I really object to any stereotyping of girls and boys. If a little boy wants to dance, you let him dance and he's still a boy. If a little girl wants to play with trucks, then you let her play with trucks and she's still a girl. Um, the, the narrative that we're being told, though, is that uh, everybody is gender fluid and if you if your little girl is playing with trucks, then she's actually more on her male side. That's rubbish. You know, the biggest contradiction that came out of the whole marriage debate mm. was that uh, we have to have gay marriage because people are born that way. Mm. That's the way they are. That's the way they'll always be. Now, beyond the marriage debate, we've got, oh, no, everybody's gender fluid exactly. and they can change. The biggest contradiction, we were pointing that out in the lead up to it, but, of course, uh, there yeah. are people who are pushing an agenda people who are pushing an ideology and this fits with their narrative and they've captivated uh, not only whole political parties but uh, much of the Australian population. So a book like this, very important. I, look, I think it is, Neil, and what I've really tried to do is not introduce any new ideology. I, I don't want to introduce something to children who have never even thought of it. So there is nothing in this book about transgenderism. There is nothing in these books about um, whether you or not, can, you know, you can change your gender. There's nothing like that. It's just when you're a little boy, this is the amazing opportunities that you have. And the one thing that will never change is that you're a boy. Um, and when you're a little girl, you can do this and you, and I've got other, I've got illustrations in there of amazing women who have done amazing things. Uh, and, and all of them, the one thing they had in common was that they were a girl and they will always be a girl. But what's happened since the marriage debate and that marriage is now open to same sex couples? Uh, there's a sort of, I wonder whether you'd call it a fatalism. Uh, this sort of case, uh, sera, sera, what will be, will be. And if uh, if uh, gender is changing and if marriage is changing and the family is changing, well, maybe that's just what we've got to put up with. What have you been picking up in your travels, your conversations, the sorts of things people are talking about? Are Aussies just a little fatalistic about this and they don't really care which way gender's going? Look, I think they care, but I think they are fatalistic about it because I think they think, well, it's not going to affect me um, because, you know, I'm going to make sure that my kids know that a girl is a girl and a boy is a boy. But what they're failing to realise is what's happening out there in the prevailing sort of situation, <clears throat> particularly in our schools, but also in our libraries. Um, we are now having around the nation drag queens come in and read to our children. Um, they're called Drag Queen Storytime. And they are reading about gender fluid stuff while they're dressed up as a drag queen. That's just one thing. The, the, 
Um, Ashton Scholastic, they have just put out their recent um, book uh, like catalogue and in that book catalogue they are introducing a gender-fluid book. Um, Ashton Scholastic is is highly respected and people look at that and think, oh, well, um, you know, it must be okay. And more and more um, we are seeing that transgenderism is actually being introduced as something that is normal and even attractive. Um, and what what I would say to people is that transgenderism is not scientific. It is primarily a sociocultural and also even a political phenomenon. It is fueled by social contagion and also groupthink. So as we have groupthink sort of social processes, as people are in that sort of groupthink situation, they start questioning their own gender. And the promotion of the transgender sort of um, ideology is changing the face of our generation. It is changing the face of the young people's generation. If, if you doubt that, um, you need to just look at what has happened, even um, at a hospital such as the Royal Children's Hospital in Victoria, where alone, just that hospital alone, has seen a 200% increase in patients wanting to change their gender in the past decade, a 200% increase. So we're seeing this enormous increase of children who are being um, both surgically and medically prepared to change their gender. And from what I'm aware, there are centres that are likely to be government funded that are going to help children go through a process of changing their gender or going through all sorts of uh, even surgery to change uh, their appearance. Uh, And yet there's a tremendous resistance to the idea that there might be any support for people to actually maintain their birth gender. Correct. So here in Brisbane, there is a clinic and the waiting list to even see that anybody at that clinic is an arm long. Um, and what we've got to realise that scientific results, so we're, if we're looking at something scientific, I mean, you and I, Neil, know that God said he created male and female in his own image. So this is where we're coming from. But if we're looking also from a scientific basis, which of course is godly as well, um, we know that without medical intervention, more than 90% of confused children about their gender when they're children, by the time they have gone through puberty, they will actually revert or they will settle into their um, birth gender. But that is being prevented by puberty blockers because we're giving children puberty blockers and so that natural change, you know, reversal back to an understanding of who they really are is actually being blocked by puberty blockers. It, it's child, I, would, I would say it is child abuse. Well, I want to invite listeners to join in our conversation today. Are you happy that children are being exposed to these issues in the local school library? What are your concerns as a parent? What are your concerns as a grandparent for what your children and grandchildren are being exposed to? Are you happy with the idea that there is an indoctrination of children to gender-fluid ideas, and there's a resistance to the idea that you tell children that there is little boys and little girls, and they are different. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. This idea of indoctrinating children, mm. this, is, uh, this is a pretty powerful concept because when we're talking about ideologies that are being promoted in the adult community, uh, well, this was uh, warned about uh, even in the lead-up to the change of the marriage definition, but this indoctrination, it's really hitting full speed now, isn't it? 
It really is. Uh, I would say that our governments around our nation are actually legislating insanity. Uh, we, we need to make no mistake. Our, our nation's children are being used in participating in an experiment and it is wrecking havoc on their well-being um, and their ability to thrive. During um, the marriage campaign, we saw... Um, we saw materials come out like all of us in school. There was a, there's a, and it's still in the, a resource being used. And it advocates for children who feel they are in the wrong body. It says even if you're not, um, 16, so it's actually saying that even if you're not of an age where you can, you should be able to access, um, surgical and hormonal changes to your body. And, you know, I'm, I am convinced, Neil, that future generations will look back on this time and shake their heads in disbelief at what we have done to our children. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. And Wendy is generously offering some copies of her new book, What Are Little Girls Made Of? And there's a second book, What Are Little Boys Made Of? So first three callers through uh, and ideally participating in our conversation today. Uh, we'll take your details and we'll get a copy of Wendy's two books, What a Little Girl's Made Of and What a Little Boy's Made Of, uh, when you call through on 1-800-316-316. Uh, let's take a call or two here, Wendy. Let's first of all, we'll take a call from Eugene in Perth. Hello, Eugene. Welcome. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hello, Eugene. We're, we're good, thank you. Eugene, what are your thoughts? Um, concerning um, uh, Safe School Coalition, um, I, I guess it, it's a, I guess it's quite disturbing concerning future generations, especially to our children. I think indoctrinating um, our children with um, ideologies, it's... It, 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 it's it's quite um it's quite disturbing and and I think uh, like what Wendy was saying if, if we if we're gonna look back our at our future generation I think they're going to be um I think for our parents uh, I think it undermines the rights for for mums and dads yes that's Eugene, exactly right great thoughts there mm. and uh, to pick up on this idea of future generations. Uh, we might think, well, future generations can look after themselves. Well, that's not necessarily the case. The foundations we put in now are going to shape the next generations, Wendy. Correct. And mums and dads, I think what the other thing Eugene brought up there that's really important is uh, mums and dads' rights because uh, at the moment we are still fighting for mums and dads to be able to remove their children from lessons that teach them that their gender is fluid. But we are... Uh, are getting a real pushback on that because um, the schools are saying, no, this is really important. And it's also been embedded through the Safe Schools type material. It's been embedded into every subject. So how do you remove your child from every subject? You actually can't. And so parents' rights are being really removed from this this conversation. So I thank you, Eugene, for your comments. Uh, thank you so much to Eugene. And I imagine this is where the importance comes. And we're talking about your two new children's books today, but to get good quality, sound mm. children's books into your school library would be a very proactive thing that you could do as a parent and in your community. But certainly having these sorts of children's books on hand when your children are being read to at night, these are going to be important elements. I do really believe that. And I, and I think it's good for parents to be on the alert as well in their school libraries and also just their local community libraries. Keep an eye out for, for 
books because you're the you're the eyes on the ground, and by um, drawing attention to some books that should not be there, you're not just helping your own children, but you're helping other children as well because. Uh, libraries should not be a place where political ideologies are allowed to thrive. Taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Peter in Albany in WA. Hi, Peter. Well, well Neil, I, I had confused sexual identity when I was young. And, and, and the tr- truth is it wasn't handled very well with my parents. And I'm just concerned that the political is not teaching people in churches how to overcome these things because we're meant to have unconditional love and acceptance and I believe there's a transgender debate that people who have sexual identity crises don't get the help they need in the church. And this is what upsets me because... Peter, good thoughts that you're bringing mm, here. Yeah. And uh, I suspect churches, uh, some, are under the hammer uh, to not uh, approach this issue of gender fluidity. Uh, Wendy Francis, your thoughts yeah, for Peter? Really important point that you bring up, Peter, too. And um, my, that the opening of my book, the first page, the verse that it says there is tr- um, speaking the truth in love. And for me, those two things are just so important and it's exactly what you're saying. We need to speak the truth to our children, but if we aren't speaking that truth in love and if we're not understanding that we are all fallen creatures and so there's not one of us that has that does not need to come before God and work out the issues that each one of us have, not one of us is, is free of that. And so if we're not prepared to speak the truth in love, then we're going to be that clanging symbol and I think we can turn our children away from the church and away from their parents if we do not um, act in understanding and in love. Thank you so much to Peter in Albany in WA, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Kate in Townsville in North Queensland. Hello, Kate. Welcome along. Hi, Neil. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Yeah, Very good. Thanks, well. Kate. I just wanted to thank you um, so much because I know you obviously have been an advocate um, for many Christian values for a long time, but just for walking the walk as well as talking the talk and getting shining the light into those dark places. I think especially you mentioned libraries and school libraries particularly, but also um, you know our council and public libraries is just having not only shining a light on the dark resources, but also having positive resources to turn people to and to redirect people to, I think that's a really positive and proactive um, approach, and I really wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you, Kate. I find it so encouraging um, that you'd even say that to me. Um, but the thing is, if you told me even a dozen years, you know, 15 years ago, that I would have needed to write this book, I would have laughed, because it just seems to me such a simple concept um, and such a, a profound truth that God created boys and girls. Thank you so much to Kate from Townsville. And before we take another call, Wendy, the idea of getting books like yours, and I'm saying that to say, to broaden this, yep. uh, to good quality children's materials, 
getting those into your town library, yep. uh, which is run by your local council, uh, or into your school libraries. Um, any ideas on how you might go about doing that? I yes. imagine you just ring and ask if they have a book, and sometimes they just put that on the list. Oh, we'll order that in for you. And and that's exactly what they do do. So if you are a member of your community library and you ask for a book to be brought in, they get it for you. There's really no questions asked. Um, they get the book Um but at a school, I think that it's probably a little bit more difficult because they want to fit it into the curriculum. But these books do fit into the curriculum under the HPE um, curriculum for Australia. And but it, it's not; it's going against the popular narrative. This is this is one of the problems that you'll find, particularly in state schools. I've spoken to the Christian schools associations, the, the um, different ones, and they are very keen to to see the books and promote the books. So. Great to ask your school libraries, but definitely your community libraries. Um, they would get them in because uh, they, they're happy to get in anything that is uh, reasonable. Yeah. 1-800-316-316 to join in our talkback conversation today. Let's take a call from Sue in Thornlands in Brisbane. Hello, Sue. Welcome along. Hello there. How are you? Very well, Sue. That's good. Um, look, I was just so excited. Uh, I, I wanted to get one of these books. I've got um, 11 grandchildren under the eight from nine downwards. And um, I've been trying to tell the uh, parents, you know, they're, they're my daughter-in-laws, they don't go to church and whatever, and I've been trying to sort of put this information to mm. them. But they don't seem to be, like, taking it seriously and... And uh, so I'm just so thrilled, you know, with these books that Wendy's doing. Um, one of the questions I was going to ask was that, um, is there a way of finding out what schools, like what is in which schools, which schools are participating in in this sort of thing? Yeah, so in Queensland, uh, the list of schools that have adopted the Safe Schools programs is actually being kept uh, um, secret. Uh, so that's something that we've really tried to um, find out, but we haven't been able to. But every individual school will tell you if you go to them and ask them. So my local um, school, it was Mitchelton High School, they started introducing the gender um, f- gender bred person, which was a really a weird program. So, and um, and so I went and had an appointment with the principal. I pointed out what what I was concerned about, and in and she actually removed it from their from their um book resources. So that was really a good outcome. So it is a matter of just asking each individual school, but they do normally tell you. Um, But Sue, you know, I know you're caller number four, but I'd love Mandy to add you to the list of getting a a copy of each book. I have 10 grandchildren, you have 11, so you're very blessed. Um, But So Mandy will add your your name to the list and we'll send out a copy of each book to you. I think Thank Sue's already on that list. I oh, think you've great. Uh, we've Sue, got your Mandy, details. Oh, great! You, that's great. <laughs> Sue, Thank wonderful you. to hear from you. And uh, yeah, I don't know whether you've got packs of ten. Uh, I'm sure, uh, Wendy, you wouldn't mind, uh, you know, doing a ten pack yeah. if people want to get. Uh, in fact, <laughs> that's that's not even such a bad idea, no. is it? Because there's a lot of churches around, and some, uh, you know, a sea of grey heads. Uh, there's a lot of churches around too that have, uh, you know, this baby boom going on, mm. and uh, to get these sorts of things, resources yeah. into the hands of families not such a bad thing 
to get a hold of books like this and put them into the hands of young families. Not everyone listens to Vision Radio and will hear our conversation today. So uh, you might be able to facilitate getting some good resources into the hands of those young parents in your own local church or in your own local community. Um, so 1-800-316-316, although we are running out of time, this idea of shaping young hearts, shaping young minds, Wendy, mm. this is something that Christians have been doing for the last 2,000 years. Yeah. We can't drop the ball on this one because this upsets the apple cart in so many ways. What's your encouragement to parents not to leave this be and not take action, but in some ways do some proactive things like you've done mm. uh, to actually protect their children and their grandchildren? I think I'd first of all say to, you, to to our listeners, this is very real and this is happening. This is not, we're not um, alarmist here. Australian primary school from the age of five and even from the age of four are being taught about gay and transgender relationships in a very positive way in their schools. And our gender ideology is even being embedded into kindergarten and this is completely anti-science. And so we have, um, we obviously have God's um, mandate. We're born in the image of God. We are, he created male and female. This is also completely anti-science. And so what we're seeing around the world is huge explosion in people um, amputating healthy body parts. And I can't say it any more straight than that. And this is becoming less, <clears throat> the age, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, the age is coming lower and lower. So we're seeing young girls having mastectomies in Australia. Um, and our government is allowing this. So we can't, we can't just sort of sit back and think, well, this isn't going to happen to us. <laughs> Wendy, let me ask you about, uh, the age that your books are, uh, best for. Uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, some of the other, uh, gender fluid, gender fairy type books aimed at four-year-olds. So what's most appropriate for your books? So mine are aimed um, at four to eight-year-olds. I really want to get children very young to be very sure of who they are and to be sure that no matter what it is that they they enjoy doing, they are a girl or they are a boy, and that is very good. Um, so they're, they're aimed at four to eight year olds. And parents are going to read something to their children. And, you know, you can choose all sorts of meaningless material. Uh, but to find something meaningful, and oftentimes when I'm talking to children's authors, you know, they're writing about how you actually begin to introduce your children into wonderful, timeless, spiritual, yeah. biblical, Bible character, Bible values. Uh, there isn't, uh, you know, some Sometimes people are just, uh, you know, they're feeding their children on things that seemed to be fun and popular. But uh, there's a certain sense in which getting into something meaningful is a very positive thing to do. It is. And particularly if you're reading late at night, this is just a really easy read. It's very quick read. I know as a parent, I was always looking for something with big words and and um, not too many words. So it's not it's not a long book, but it's very encouraging, and it's um it it's the type of book that your child will go to sleep dreaming of what they can be and what God could make them into. Yeah. Okay. The big question: How are people going to get hold of your books? I understand that you had one print run that is sold out. I did. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you've got another print run on the way. Is that that these are available straight away? They are. So <clears throat> I have a website. It's just wendyfrancis.com. That's an easy way of ordering them. They are going to be on the ACL website as well as soon as we've got the next 
um, print run done. So I did, I did a print run. What happened is I did a print run and I took them to Adelaide on the weekend because I was speaking at a conference there. They sold out really quickly, um, within the first hour. And it was because, uh, people are realizing the lies that are being told their children and they want something to be able to reaffirm their kids. So, yes, if you go to wendyfrancis.com.au, I'm hoping that it'll sell through the Vision Store. It's, it's going to be in Coorong. Um, so we are going to get stocks. Uh, so they're being printed at the moment. Okay, wendyfrancis.com.au, and I suspect that the Vision Store will be wanting to stock these, so you can make that inquiry into the Vision Store. The books are called What Are Little Girls Made Of? And what are little boys made of? Uh, Wendy Francis, thank you so much for taking some time to come in and share your thoughts with us. And it's just our privilege to be able to talk about your books. Uh, all the best with those as the next print run comes. And, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of families who'll be very thankful to have this in their possession. So thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today mm. here on 2020. Thank you, Neil. And all the best for tomorrow with the big drive for the new building because this is a rabbit warren. When I walk through <laughs> here, I get lost every time. So praying for you. Oh, good on you, Wendy. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.